Welcome back to the Over the Border Podcast, episode 12. I'm your host, Justin Azaz, and as always, I'm with the boys, Kyle and Ryan. Kyle, how are we feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we're headed into wildcard weekend. Should be a very exciting weekend of football. Um, it's really nice this year that they added a Monday game, so we get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of football. I'm amped. Obviously, the Eagles are in. All three of our teams are in, as a matter of fact. Um, so I'm just really excited about it and uh, looking forward to a great slate. Ryan, how are you feeling? I'm excited. I got I got a busy weekend. I got tennis. Actually, lies. Psych, Tennessee bye. That's what you get when you come first. Unlike, uh, I thought you said tennis. I don't know what yeah, the hell I thought you, you said tennis, there. too. That's tough. Well, I thought Australian I said Australian Open is on, so. That is true. <laughs> the Aussie Open would be a great to watch. But no, United this weekend. I'm going to sit back, relax, but hey, lots of football to watch. Before we get into this week's episode, I'll give you guys a quick recap of last week's picks. I went 3-5, and five, bringing me to 50% overall. Ryan went 2-3, and three, he's 53.4% overall. And Justin, he eliminated the stack guy just, he retired it, and he went 6-0. and oh. Not a big deal. Brings him to just above 50% at 50.6%. Overall, as a pod, we went 11 and 8, and we are now hitting at a 50.3% as a pod. I'm telling you guys, I keep telling you this every episode, we're going to bring that up. We're hovering around that 50% mark, but we're going to bring it up. But let's get into this episode. Yeah, I just want to quickly speak on the fact that I went 6 and 0. You know, like I said last week, Stack Guy just died. A piece of me died, but clearly it worked. So we're going to try to someone, keep rolling. Someone, there's a newborn Justin. Yeah, born again. All right, well, let's get into today's episode. Starting off first with Coast to Coast, recapping news across Canadian sports. To be honest with you guys, not much going on. Very few NHL games have been played. As I've mentioned before, I'm a Sens fan, and Sens action starts again tomorrow night as they face the Flames. So that's well, pretty hopefully, exciting. who knows yeah. if it'll get canceled. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was sitting Never at work know. today. I was refreshing it. So I was like, I'm waiting to see the PPD. Waiting, waiting, waiting. But Anyway, so not much has changed. We're not going to really get into the NHL records or anything for the Canadian teams because not much is really going on. Most teams' records are very similar to last week. But uh, let's move <clears throat> move along here. And Kyle, what do you have for us in the NHL? All right, well, we got a little bit of news in the NHL. Um, the first thing, Evander Kane's contract was officially terminated by the Sharks. He was sent down to the AHL after a number of incidents. Um, one of them being that he faked his vaccine card, just like AB. He had problems with gambling. Um, he was all over the media. Huge distraction to the team. They were eventually fed up with it when he disobeyed protocols. Sent him down to the AHL, and then he disobeyed protocols again. Apparently, he got COVID and traveled to Canada when he had COVID. Enough to say that this guy is a mess. However, right now, he's likely being re-signed by another team in the NHL. The rumor mill that I've been seeing online is that the most likely destination is the Oilers, but we'll see where he actually goes. I wanted to ask you guys, would you be willing to risk taking this guy back on your team? Personally, I don't think so. I mean, he's getting older, and I mean, I guess you don't need to take, there's not the really real factor of this $7 million cap hit that he had when he was in San Jose, but I don't know. The guy seems a little bit off the rails, kind of like A.B., AB is sick. I don't know if I'd want him on my team. I think there's a lot of value in a good locker room guy, and the same can be said with 
a guy that isn't a good locker room guy. I think cancer can grow and spread, and you don't want that on your team, and you don't want that kind of shit going on in your locker room. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I was just about to say, here's the thing. The Oilers lack depth, and we've always known that. So Kane kind of got that advantage saying, oh, I know you guys kind of need me. So he's got a bit of leeway there. So he could maybe get away with a bit of stuff. But going to Edmonton, personally, if you're looking at just hockey sense, I think it's a great fit. But it's the off-ice distractions that could honestly limit his career. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's tough because if your locker room has a lot of chemistry, that's a huge thing. And you don't want to bring someone in that's going to ruin that and uh, ruin the chemistry and have guys fighting and, as Justin said, a cancer in the locker room. But then you look at it from another perspective, and if a team's on the fringe of making the playoffs and you can add a guy like Kane who's probably signing, you know, maybe like a $2 million deal, something in that area, a guy who can add a lot of scoring to your lineup on a very small contract, if you can, you know, figure it out in the locker room, get his shit together, then that's a huge signing. So it's a big risk. I think if your team's already in a good spot, you don't even bother taking a look at him. But if you're making that playoff push and you're willing to risk it, I think it's worth taking a shot on him. Because, I mean, you guys compared it to AB, and he is similar to AB in that sense. And although it obviously didn't work out overly well in the box, when he did play for the box, he produced results for them. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to monitor that situation. Before we move on, two other notes. Uh, Tuka Rask returns to the Bruins. He signed a one-year, one $1 million contract. Um, it's great to see that he's coming back. Tonight he's actually backing up for the Bruins, and uh, I suspect that he'll be starting in a game for them very soon. And then one other note, Nick Lidstrom was hired as the vice president of hockey operations for the Detroit Red Red Wings. So they have an absolute wagon. Obviously Stevie Y behind the helm. Go ahead. Nicholas Lindstrom and I shared the exact same birthday. No way. It's like there's a 1 in 365 chance. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm really glad you interrupted me to uh, tell me that. So I thanks for to. that note, Ryan. I'll, <laughs> I'll send uh, Stevie Y a text message tonight and tell him that. Hey, he's from Ottawa. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you know. Yeah, you're right. All right, Anyways, well, that's all I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. That, I, I, I ended on a really high chime. note there. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just wanted to chime in that. I wasn't sure if Ryan was going to tell us his address that he grew up at in Ottawa. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, well. Let's jump into some picks. I only have one pick in the NHL uh, on my official card for this segment. I'm going with the Canucks and the Lightning over. Um, as I mentioned, Canadian teams haven't really been playing, so I can't imagine that the Canucks will really have their legs, and I can see the Lightning filling the net. However, my boy Boos um, has had the Canucks rolling before the stoppage, so I, I could see them getting one or two, and I think the Lightning are going to fill the net, so give me over six in that game. Well, it looks like Ryan didn't have enough time to copy a play off of my slate tonight, so it looks like it'll just be me with two plays. You don't first know. play. <laughs> first play, I'm rolling with the Sens and Calgary over six, assuming they play. Um, obviously, the Sens give up a ton of goals. They do score a decent amount. They kind of play an uh, open-style offense game. Flames can put the puck in the back of the net. I think uh, over six is a good play here. Okay. My other play, I'm rolling with the Blues minus 1.5 at plus 105 against the Kraken. Kraken play tonight, meaning that they'll be on a back-to-back against the Blues. The Blues are rolling. The Kraken are on a six-game losing streak. I think the Blues take care of business. Okay, let's jump in. You know what? Here he comes out of the clouds. Did you grow up with someone on the Kraken? 
You know what? <laughs> no, I did not. But my pick is involving that game, and it's going to be the Bulls. Hold on, hold on. Fun fact, uh, Jerome <laughs> Gimlin and I share a birthday. I can't tell if you're joking or if you're being serious. That I'm being bad. serious. <laughs> I am being well, serious. <laughs> well, that is why I'm avoiding the Ottawa and Calgary game, and I'm taking the Blues minus one and a half at plus odds. Back to back. I'll That's a it. great pick, man. <laughs> oh, where'd you get that one from? I told you. You didn't know what was happening. I was just waiting in the clouds, and I was just I popped out. Right. You a brand new pick. Respect. All right. Well, as Kyle mentioned off the top of the show, it's playoff time in the NFL, baby. Let's go. However, with the playoffs starting, that means the regular season ended. So all the teams that failed to playoffs. Talk about Talk playoffs. About all right. That means the end of the regular season. So all the teams that really missed the mark. There's some coaches that lost some jobs. So Joe Judge of the Giants, he got canned, as well as Dave Gettleman, their GM, retired. Brian Flores got fired, the Dolphins won. Now, this one actually that, that threw me for me. a loop. Because, I mean, to me, if you're going to fire him, it's at the beginning of the season or like halfway through the year when they had lost seven straight. That's the time to fire him. He clearly regathered the locker room as they won, I think, seven in a row, six or seven in a row. To near the end of the season so I think if you were going to can him it's when they're on a low not on a high so that one really confused me and he seems to be a good coach and you know he he's the one that drafted or was there when they drafted Tua so I I don't really get it and having such saw, a young quarterback I, I saw reports though hmm? that his uh the relationship between Tua and Brian Flores was wasn't deteriorating. good yeah hmm. yeah I think I saw that too I I also agree that it's not the greatest firing because any any team that signs him, I think that's a great head coach signing. But looking at the broader perspective, his record coaching the Dolphins, he was 24 and 25. So there's been a huge reaction to his firing. And I don't think it's maybe as crazy as it sounds. 24 and 25, that's a lot of games. And to have a losing record, I mean, it, it was kind of bad timing, but I, I wouldn't say I'm overly shocked by it. I guess... To me, it's just the most shocking of the firings. I go for yeah, because the next the next ones are gonna say they're all pretty much up. Yeah, to 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 continue, Matt Nagy of the Bears and Ryan Pace, their GM, got fired, so they cleaned house. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman were fired of the Vikings, and Vic Fangio of the Broncos was fired. So what I was gonna say about Nagy and the Bears is that one you could see from a mile away. The Joe Judge Dave Gettleman thing. That was pretty obvious to me as well. They suck. <clears throat> and then Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, it's clearly just not working in Minnesota. They've got a pretty talented roster, and it just hasn't showed on the field. So that one's not really surprising. I am seeing, I saw online today that the Bears are looking at Brian Flores. I think it was the Bears. It might have been the Broncos. but I've Bears seen... also had an interview with <clears throat> Super Bowl coach Doug Peterson. Oh, I oh, saw that today on Twitter. The Broncos are looking to poach Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys, so that would suck. You think uh, Jim Harbaugh gets a, a job anywhere this season? <clears throat> there are rumors flying around that he's going to be getting back in the NFL coaching game. People were saying the Dolphins, and that's why they gassed Flores, but I also saw a report saying that he will definitely not be going to the Dolphins. So I don't know. It's very up in the air, and it'll be interesting to see where uh, 
these coaches hirings and firings shake out all right why do you want to pause because i added my lock of the week and i realized that you have the same lock of the week oh that's fine i just wanted to make it clear that it was not me copying off you that's fine (laughs) it was the play that i was eyeing part two and then I took it off, and then I scrolled down. I was like, oh, you have Raiders, too. Yeah, no, it's all good. <clears throat> Holy fuck, I've got phlegm, bro. It's pissing me off. I was about, I was honestly <clears throat> about to call you out in that coaching call. I was like, are you, like, joking on something there? Or... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Joking on cum. All right, I feel better. Joking on cum. All right, well, let's jump into our playoff preview. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. Playoff. Ton of good matchups for this weekend. As Ryan mentioned off the top of the show, the Tennessee Titans have the bye in the in the AFC. And let's just that is huge. All right, we're just gonna move right on here. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that. I can't wait until they're like they're like seven point favorites, and I bet against the other team. Oh, I cannot wait. To be fair, no Vegas will probably. Put them at like minus three. Be like, fuck you, Tennessee. That's how much of a joke of a one they are then. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the Raiders at the Bengals. The line is set at Cincy minus five and a half. What do you guys think of this one? Well, this is an interesting matchup. Obviously, the Raiders coming off a very emotional win. We kind of haven't even talked about the game. That was, I would say, by far the best game of the season between the Raiders and Chargers. We almost called um, it, Kyle. We did. We just about called it. We just about had the perfect side on both, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But anyways, huge win to get them into the playoffs. They could have tied. They ended up choosing to win so they get the easier matchup. I think that was a great move by them. But this Raiders team has given me a lot of vibes of a team of destiny. The guys are clearly playing for Basikia, who should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year if you consider all of the things that have happened to the Raiders this year. Uh, But they are playing a tough Bengals team. I mean, they have an amazing offense. Obviously, Burroughs and Chase have just been incredible this year. Arguably a top three tandem in the league. And uh, they're not going to be an easy out, especially at home. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who I'm choosing on this side yet. You're going to have to find out at the end of the episode. I'm also taking a side in this game for my lock of the week, so I'm not going to speak too much on it. However, it's hard to beat a team twice in in the same season. You want to look up who beat who in the previous matchup and spoil my lock of the week? Go for it. Well, I'll just chime in. The guys have basically already covered everything. Both teams are rolling at the at the right time, which makes this game kind of tricky. You got the Raiders, who are basically looked out of the playoff contention a few few weeks back, gone to win four in a row, now clinch a spot. But then on the other hand, you got the Bengals, who have this dynamic duo of Burrow and Chase, which is hard to count them out, especially with that. And this game's in Cincinnati. Despite all that, I'm going to buy the point and take the points and the Raiders plus six and a half. I think the scoreline's a bit too big for this matchup. Give me six and a half Raiders. You love buying the points, eh? All right, our next matchup is Pats at Bills. Bills minus four. You know, I think we all suspect this is going to be a very close game. Obviously, earlier in the season, the Pats steamrolled the Bills in primetime. But I think the Bills have learned a lot from that game. I think they're going to be a lot better in their run defense game. We saw the Pats run all over them. It's not going to be the same thing. This is going to be a very close game. And for that reason, 
I'm going to take the pats and the points because this is just a coin toss to me, and I'm more than happy to take Belichuk and the pats at plus four and a half. I'm, I'm riding the same wave as you. I bought the half point. I'm taking plus four and a half uh, at minus 114. To me, it's just as simple as don't overthink it. It's a divisional matchup. It's going to be close. Divisional under? Question mark? Don't bet against Bill. Oh. I mean, maybe. Weather in Buffalo, you never know. Never. Well, a lot of running of the ball. Well, it's going to have to be, especially if the weather's terrible in Buffalo. In my opinion, though, I think this is going to be one of the games of the weekend. You got Bill going after the Bills. Took the AFC uh, East Championship uh, or, you know, division title away from them. The Pats, you know, they beat the Bills last time in Buffalo, but as Kyle said, this game's a coin toss. So for that reason, I'm personally going to stay away. But I could see Damon Harris scoring a touchdown in this game. But I do lean the Pats. All right. Our next game is Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12.5. Well, it's no secret that I don't love this game. I don't think any of us love this game. A 12.5 point spread in a playoff game is not what you like to see. I think it's going to be a fairly boring game. There's kind of two schools of thought for this one. Some people just see the Chiefs absolutely blowing the doors off the Steelers. And then other people can argue the Steelers are going to be playing really hard for Big Ben. Obviously, it could be his last game, will likely be his last game. But the fact is that the Steelers have been playing for Big Ben for the past two weeks already. His last game at home and then the game where they had to win to get into the playoffs. I don't think it's going to have that same juice as it did before. And it's the playoffs. Everyone's going to be playing extra hard. I don't think that's a factor. That being said, I really don't lean aside here. 12.5 points in a playoff game is way too big of a spread. I'm going to ride with the under. I think um, Big Ben is going to struggle to score points. I don't think the Chiefs are going to score points that easily. The Steelers have a good defense. Obviously, the Chiefs did blow out the Steelers recently, but it's the playoffs. It's going to be tighter. Under 46 is the play. I'm taking the opposite. I'm riding with the over 46. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are just going to roll. They, they're coming off a loss against the Bengals. I think they, they're they going to come out with fire. Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey aren't going to be able to be stopped in a playoff game. I think they blow the doors off the Steelers. However, I do think the Steelers score a touchdown or two. Give me the over. In my opinion, I think this is a terrible game to bet on. Uh, I see no value really anywhere, uh, unless you're a Steelers fan, because you can grab them a base good two touchdowns. Mahomes really should take care of business in Arrowhead, but the Steelers, as Kyle has said, they've been playing for Big Ben. They're going to push for Big Ben. I'm staying away from this. I got no pick in the Steelers and Chiefs game. All right. Well, let's jump over to the NFC. The Packers obviously won the one seed. They have a bye this week. Let's get into our first game. Niners at the Cowboys. I'm just right, well, this game really confused. I was just going to keep playing it simple. I'm just going to give out my pick. Cowboys minus three. Don't overthink it. Let's fucking ride. Walker of the year right there. Him going with the Cowboys, and then probably Ryan has some teaser with the Cowboys. But anyways, this game seems really fishy to me. Um, You know, the Cowboys have had all this hype about them. They're playing at home against the Niners team who just squeaked into the playoffs, and the line is set at Cowboys minus three. I put this game at Cowboys minus five, maybe even 5.5. Three is just such a fishy spread. The public's going to be all over the Cowboys. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game. 
We might have to find out later. It is early in the week, but I just want to note that 54% of the public is actually on the Niners as it stands at the I moment. guarantee you that's not true. You're getting that off the Action Network. That is definitely not true. And the real money is going to be more like 65% on the Cowboys come kickoff. 78% of the money is currently on the Niners. Currently. I mean, I, I, it could change. What is your source, Our TikTok? Money. No, the Action Network. Sharp oh. money. On covers, it says 51% of the money is on uh, Dallas. So it's, it's a bit close. But honestly, uh, I think it's maybe a minus league because the 49ers uh, beat the Rams last week. But the Cowboys at home, if it's going to be the Cowboys year, I'm not saying that because I think they're going to win, but at least have a run. It's going to be this year. I'll take the Cowboys minus three, Dak, Coop. Give it to me. I just wanted to jump in here. We got a little NHL note circling back. McDavid finally spoke out about the Vander Kane rumors. He just said Vander Kane is an amazing player. So I guess McDavid's hey, in. He's all business. So. Sounds like McDavid just cast out his line and is fishing for an Evander Kane. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what so I'm thinking So expect well. Evander Kane to sign within the next 48 hours. You heard it here first. That's the first news Ryan's ever broken. Let's fucking go. Breaking. Breaking. <laughs> Breaking. All right. Let's jump over to the Eagles at the Bucks. Bucks minus nine and a half. Well, before I talk about this game, I want to address last week. Yes, the Cowboys absolutely ran over the Eagles. There's no question about it. But for those of you that didn't watch the game, the Eagles sat basically the majority of their key starters. It wasn't a Mid-true real game. Magic. It was basically the Cowboys playing against a practice squad. That game means absolutely nothing, and if you're putting stock into that game, well, you need to do your research because that has nothing to do with this game. The Eagles are going to put up a fight, I can tell you right now. Their defense, very strong. Their run game, extremely strong. They're basically coming off a bye. Most of their starters, as I said, sat out last week. They're coming in very fresh for this game, and the Bucs are still missing a lot of their key starters on defense, and obviously the number of key offensive players are missing that's going to affect them they don't have as many weapons and their secondary is hurting the eagles are going to move the ball nine and a half points is a lot that's a lot of points and for that reason i'm taking the birds i'm buying the point birds plus 10 i don't know if they're going to win this game but they're going to put up a fight and i love having 10 points i agree with kyle i think kyle can agree we watched the game together i was peaceful and I do agree that the Eagles are going to be rested and the Bucks are hurt. I'm also taking the Eagles plus nine and a half. He is a humble Cowboys fan. But I you know, go that far. <laughs> he is not a humble. Cowboys that is true. Fan. No, no, no. I've I, I've seen uh, I've seen both scales. I've seen the the good and the bad. But it's hard to bet against Tom, especially when it comes to the playoffs. The Eagles, personally, I think they're a very well built team for the playoffs when they're healthy. And I can see them keeping this game closer than people expect. No official play, but if I have to pick, if I have to take a pick, gun to the head, give me the eagle and the points. Singular eagle, eh? You're not taking the eagles. You're just taking the eagle. <laughs> just taking Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts can carry by himself. No, right. no O line, nothing. All right. Well, let's get into our final game: the Cards at the Rams. Rams minus four. What do you guys think? This is going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. <clears throat> Two offenses that can really move the ball. 
I expect it to be pretty high scoring. However, this matchup really sucks for me. Right now, I have a ticket on the Rams to win the Super Bowl at 16 to 1, and a ticket on the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl at 32 to 1. Right away, eliminating one of them. Very tough. But purely for that reason, I'm going to be cheering for the Cards 32 to 1. I'd love to see that ticket at least have a shot, you know, make it a couple rounds in, just something extra to cheer for. But I really can't choose a side in this one. It looks like the public's kind of heavy to the Cardinals as a public dog. So for that reason, I'd lean the Cardinals as, or sorry, I'd lean the Rams as well. But I'm not going to give out a side for this game. I'm taking the over. I'm not. I'm not thinking. I'm just taking the over. These two teams have some high-powered offenses. Stafford and Cup and Kyler Murray can. It's just a playmaker. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I can't decide on the side either. Give me the over 49 and a half. Yeah, as as you guys said, this this honestly should be a belt every game. Two offensive powerhouses. Honestly, it's Stafford's time to shine. It's he's got to show people what he's actually made of now that he's out of Detroit. He's got a team around him in the playoffs. Despite the Cards being plus four, kind of tempting. They've been trending in the wrong direction of late, losing bad games. Kyler in this like his decision making of late. I've been watching them because I've been betting on the Cards. They beat a pretty good team a couple weeks ago. You're right. But I'm staying away from this game. I do lean the over, though. I like that pick. All right. Well, I threw this in here just because I'm curious. We talked about it a few weeks ago when we did a playoff preview before anything was set. Super Bowl picks. I'm going to start us off. I'm giving out the Bucks plus 800. I don't know how you can bet against Tom. His team is pretty much the same versus last year, and they've been dominant all year. They are hurt, but I like the value. Give me the bucks, plus 800. I'm putting a ticket in tomorrow. Well, I'll say mine. Maybe a bit homer. Maybe not. But I think there's great value as a number one seed. As Kyle said, he thinks it's the worst one. At plus 900, give me the Tennessee Titans. Julio's healthy. AJ's healthy. Derrick Henry, the most important piece, is finally back. We made it to the first seed without him. We made it to the AFC, AFC Championship last year. We're making it to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl champions. Packers, Titans, Titans winner. I mean, just to back up my point on the Titans being a brutal one seed, there's four teams that are favored ahead of them to win the Super Bowl. So... I just want to make that point. They're on a bye week, and there's four teams ahead of them favored. Anyways, I got to stay consistent. I've been preaching the Packers for weeks now. I really do think that they have a great chance at winning the Super Bowl. I think like three or four episodes I said if I had to choose my favorite, it would be the Packers. I know they are the chalk, but I still love them. You know, it's got to run through Green Bay. Packers plus 400. I threw 50 bucks on that today. And uh, if it's not going to be the Eagles, hopefully the Cheeseheads pull through. Rooting for the teams in green, are you? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that little playoff preview. Um, I got to be honest, I kind of agree with Kyle. I just, plus 400 is, that's the only reason. It's not great value. I agree. It's not great. I completely agree. I think that. It just looks so good. The Packers are, are, are. they look primed and ready to win a ball. They've been the most consistent team 
all season. Yeah, they are I the think only that's team the that one team delivered. you can say that's been consistent from start to finish. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, Kyle, it's your time to shine. Give us your picks. All right, well, else. welcome back to Kyle's pick segment where I just gave out picks. <laughs> Starting off in the NBA, I got one play for you guys. Memphis Grizzlies minus four and a half against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't really follow the NBA, but I do bet it a lot. And I don't know if you guys have seen, John Moran has been an absolute animal lately. Um, took down the Warriors last night, making crazy blocks going viral. I just love the uh, Grizzlies against the T-Wolves here at minus four and a half. Could be a bit of a bait line, but give me Grizzlies minus four and a half. College football, the season is over, as we all know. Um, great, great national championship. The first half was obviously very boring, but the second half was incredible, specifically the fourth quarter. Georgia wins the natty, and uh, credit to Stetson Bennett. You know, he did not look good for the majority of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, he looked incredible. Stepped up. Exactly. He's, he stepped up. Um, that was for you, Justin. I, I knew you'd like that one. I did. I did. <laughs> I knew you'd like that Classic. one. Classic. Um, but it's important to note that this guy was a walk-on. Um, he wasn't even, you know, a scholarship player to start. Walked on to Georgia. Ended up fighting his way to being the starting quarterback and winning a national championship. An incredible feat. But maybe the best thing he did was the interview. Obviously, he got oh. hammered after the game, as anyone should. Yet, for some reason, they have this stupid rule where the winning team's quarterback has to go on Good Morning America the next day at like 8 a.m. And so he was doing the interview absolutely crippled. I mean, sweat pouring down his face. He could barely keep his eyes open, just hammered. And I thought that was electric. Poor young Credit man. To but him. Made me you gain a lot of respect. One and Addy got fucking obliterated. And, and still got Good up Morning to the America. Interview. Respect. Maybe the best part of it was the night before he posted a story on Instagram saying, I have an interview at 8 a.m. tomorrow. It was a picture at the bar with like a bunch of drinks in front of him. Pray for me. I have an interview at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Incredible move. I absolutely respect the hell out of that. But that's the end of the college football season. Look forward to next year. Great season overall. One more play in this segment. College basketball. We're rolling with Georgetown Moneyline against Butler. Butler's been a bit of an overrated team this year. Georgetown, um, they're only like 6-6, six and six, I think. But they have a lot of scrap to them, and uh, I like them pulling this one out. All right, well, let's jump to our listener segment. Both guys won last week, so we're keeping the same rotation. We've still got a wait list, but you're going to have to wait your turn while Bob and Schroeder stay hot. Credit to them. They both got wins. You love to see that. And as I've been saying, hopefully we get a big streak going. Let's get into their picks. Bob is rolling with Pats plus four. And I believe Ryan has a quote that goes along with this pick. Yes. So this is directly from the man himself, Bob. Quote, unquote. JC Jackson shuts down Diggs. Bill throws a ton of pressure on Allen all game. Dame Harris and Stevenson combined for three touchdowns as they ground and pound their way to a dub. Pats plus four, Patriots 21, Bills 17. Oh, we got a score prediction. I love it. Old move. I'm going to hit move. that just for you, Bob. That. You got to bet the correct score there. I'm sure you get some crazy odds on that. Um, Justin, did he lag for you at the start? 
No. Or was that just for me? Okay, good. Okay. All right, we'll see how that turns out. Good luck, Bob. Our next listener pick is from Schroeder. This week, love the pick. Eagles plus nine and a half. Book it. Love that pick. Fly, and, Eagles uh, fly. Hopefully we get two more wins. You know, hopefully these guys go on a bit of a roll. But if we don't, the wait list, they're getting antsy in there. Let's see what happens. It, it's growing. It, it is. is. It is growing. All right. Well, let's get into the $100 bankroll challenge. Just to recap last week, I went one and one plus $3.70. That brings me to seventy-eight twenty-eight remaining. Kyle went one and one, lost about five bucks. He's at sixty-eight twenty-eight. Ryan stays hot. He went one and one, made seven dollars and fifty-two cents. He's now staying in the lead at one hundred and thirteen twenty-nine. <clears throat> I've got three picks for you guys this week. I'm taking the Hurricanes minus one and a half against the Blue Jackets tomorrow. It's in Columbus, but I got it at even money, so put I'm gonna put five on that. I've got five dollars on Jimmy G to throw an INT against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense has been good all year. They're kind of a boomer bust defense. They give up a lot of big plays, but they always try to force a turnover. Jimmy G has been inconsistent, and even better if it's Trey Lance because he's a rookie playing in a high pressure game. So I'm gonna take either Jimmy G or Trey Lance to throw an interception. There's no line as of yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be between plus 120 and minus 120. Obviously, subject to change. I'm just guessing. But give me that for five. And then I'm also going to take George Kittle anytime TD for five bucks at plus 145. As I said, Cowboys defense is kind of boomer bust. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep San Fran out of the end zone. And I had George Kittle on my fantasy team, and he's gone off. So I think he gets in the end zone. Give me that for five. Before I get out, give out my picks, I want to see how imp- impressive it is that Justin is at seventy-eight dollars when his record is nine and seventeen. Yeah, I didn't That's say the record. <laughs> I can't believe that, but I can't say anything. I've been brutal in the bankroll challenge, down to sixty-six dollars, just swimming, trying not to drown here. We're gonna go with one pick, Ezekiel Elliott, anytime touchdown scorer, ten dollars at minus one fifteen. Zeke's got ten touchdowns on the season. I have no doubt that he's going to get one in the end zone at home against the Niners. Well, I'm still in the lead after a brutal start to the bankroll challenge, we can say, for the week. You were 0-6, well, and you're back to 500, so credit. Yeah, that's a, it was a hell of a climb, Miley Cyrus again. But we've got two plays. As I said earlier, I like Damon Harris to score a touchdown this week. I think Bob's completely right. I think they will ground and pound. So throw five dollars at plus one forty. I'll take it any day. And then I got two soccer plays. Another five dollar play, Atalanta and Inter Milan, both teams to score an over two and a half. It's at minus one eighteen. This should game this game will end two one or two two. Just take the goals. Let's ride it. And my last play for the banker challenge is the ten dollar one, the big one. Lazio and Bayern, both teams to score over one and a half and minus one oh seven. Both playing bottom tier teams. Both teams are red hot. Both teams will score at least two. Give me ten dollars. Can't wait to watch that game. <clears throat> oh, it's gonna be Belters. Okay, whatever that means. What? All right, now for everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week. I'm sitting atop at eight and three. Ryan is six, four, and one, and Kyle is six and five. Ryan and I won last week and Kyle lost. Let's try to bounce back. 
with a sweep. As I teased earlier, I'm taking the Raiders plus five and a half. They are playing with so much swagger. Derek Carr was so fired up that he's in the playoffs. Let's ride. All right, I'm getting a little bit crazy here. Earlier in the episode, my lock of the week was Raiders plus five and a half. By the way, I talked about it. I think it was kind of obvious that I was going with Raiders plus five and a half. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought that everyone loves the Raiders. All three of us like the Raiders in this game. Stuff on Twitter, everyone's been all over the Raiders. I haven't heard anything about the Bengals. I lean the Raiders, so I just decided I'm taking that away. I'm going with what I immediately scoped out as the fishiest game of the week. I'm a huge fade the public guy. Huge. I hate the Cowboys, it's no secret. But for the reason of fading the public, I'm going with 49ers plus three. Let's fucking ride, Kyle Shanahan. Let's ride. Can you guys help me out for the intro for this over the pond in a train to Milan? Uh, b- before I say it? Yesterday, I learned the difference between a train and a boat. I wrote this song before that. Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. Well, we're taking the train to Milan. As I was in my Banco Challenge, I was saying, I see goals in this game. Ultimately, I think Inter Milan will win this game. On the road, they score over uh, 1.5%, 80%, while Atalanta at home will concede around 60% over 1.5%. Atalanta have only kept a clean sheet 22% of the time. So it's, Inter will get one. It's only a matter if they'll get the second, which personally I think they'll do. They won the Supercoppa, which is a big trophy in Italy this week uh, today. But Ryan High, give me Inter Milan team total over 1.5%. Well, as always... Thank you all for listening and be sure to follow us on our socials on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. Let's see how we do in the playoffs. I'm fired up Before for the we weekend. End, sir. Oh, let's ride. Before we end it, let us know if you guys have any ideas on who we should bring on for our next interview. I would like to get an interview sometime soon, so if anyone has any suggestions, make sure to let us know. Life's a gamble. So why not put some money on it?